You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. One more segment. On Inside Black and Gold, we're going to get into some roster battles, kind of reset prior to the week one preseason game on where things stand, what we have seen thus far. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. And, you know, one of the bigger roster battles that we talked about and we have been talking about is that way because it's a starting position, right? And anytime you're having a roster battle for a starting job, it gets a little intense and We've seen Peyton Turner. We've seen Carl Granderson kind of go back and forth. Peyton Turner was getting the first team reps to start camp. I think Carl has maybe taken over a bit of that over the last couple practices. I don't know if it's, you know, you're not necessarily going one, two. I think they're just kind of switching in and out and getting different matchups and seeing how, how things play out. But it's, it's been good to watch. And what I will say is that both have looked good. What you don't want to see in a roster battle is one guy looks okay and the other guy just looks like he's in shambles or is hurt and can't get out there. And in this case, I'm I, Peyton Turner has not missed a practice yet, which is notable in and of itself because he's a guy who has struggled to get on the field consistently. And I don't think Carl Granderson, he, he might have missed one day, but he's been he's been there for the majority of these camp practices too. And, you know, I think if it's a rotation, it, like it's not a big deal. Like you don't need to be the starter to make an impact, but having two viable guys that you can, that you can rotate in there. I think that the Saints are in good position. Granderson is definitely a guy I'm excited about just because we've seen his growth every single year has been steady. Like you mentioned too, training camp has been really solid for him. Blew up another run play. I saw it today. And I, I just think he's got some really good pass rush moves on him. Uh, anxious to see that growth even more into this year. Uh, Peyton Turner was someone we've been hard on, obviously, going into this season because of his limited availability. But has definitely been someone that, yeah, has risen to the occasion this camp. It, it has been that competition. There, there hasn't been the one-sided, oh, well, this is Grandy's job right now and Peyton Turner looks lost. No, it's been very much, I feel like, neck and neck. And uh, one that you, I guess we're going to ca- kind of find out who's going to be that dude come, you know, a preseason game scenario since it is, you know, your your live game settings kind of deal. And I guess those joint practices too, because so far in training camp, it really has been even between Granderson and Turner for me. Let's go out there and try to play hard and um, just try to have a motive. Um, try to go every play 100 miles per hour, not stay on blocks, get off blocks, and, um, you know, win with technique. Um, that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to focus on right now on this uh, technique. And um, continue continue to just to have that mindset just to come out 
and uh, destroy my opponents. So um, speed comes with it. I'm a little shifty too, but um, my number one thing is stopping the run so we can have some fun. That's their catchphrase. It's that little jab too I love in there that he puts in of, I'm I'm my goal, you know, destroy my opponents. I want to hear that from my defenders. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I want them in pieces on the ground in, in, in front of me. So that was Carl Granderson, you know, the the former Wyoming Vandal? No, what is no. Wyoming? Idaho is the well, Vandals. Wyoming, I got to look it up. Bobby would know. Former Wyoming Cowboy, Carl Granderson. Makes sense. And, you know, these guys, one of the interesting things when you talk about NFL players coming into the, or college players transitioning to the NFL at the end positions, is I think that, there is an optimal playing weight for everybody, but you don't necessarily know what it is. These first the first couple of years, they kind of fluctuate a little bit. Peyton Turner said he came in to the league at 270. Last year, he was playing at about 287, and he found that that was too heavy. It was not the right weight for him. He slimmed down to about 278 in that range. And I think that that's something that, you, you know, you kind of figure it out. Chris Olave gained some weight this offseason, put on some muscle. That's something that I think it takes, a, it, sometimes it takes a couple of years to kind of sort out. And one thing that everyone says about Peyton Turner, and you can see it in flashes, is he's very quick off the line. He's, for a big guy, he gets on you right away. And I think that speed is something that you don't want to sacrifice with some extra bulk. Because 287 for an end is heavy. I mean, even 270 for an end is is heavy, you know. So he's not a speed rusher. He's he's built like a power rusher. But if you can marry that, uh, it's interesting. And Peyton Turner talked a bit today about you know just being healthy, right? Because it's just something that we haven't had. Oh, I feel good. I feel that I've been really just focused on technique and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my pass rush has been going uh, better than this time last year. Because I also part of that's just me having a healthy offseason being able to practice that throughout the offseason and come in here and apply some of that so um i feel like it's been going well do you feel like you've taken a step forward i do i do um i think we're really competitive across the board and uh, that i mean i've just been playing playing well definitely for me the first time we're, we're really hearing uh peyton turner with that confidence when he speaks too yeah i, I mean i i think when you play two games or i'm sorry 10 games over two seasons it's it starts to be a mental thing um a lot more than a physical thing and we just haven't seen him be consistently available and when he has been available we haven't seen him be consistently productive he had two sacks in one game last year that's a that's a sack and a half more than marcus davenport had over the entire season so that position has been kind of a black hole in terms of production and it hurts cam across the way like when you can single that guy and win, the guy opposite Cam, that means you can double Cam or double an interior lineman to create holes in the running game. And that's a big advantage to the offense. Your one-on-one players have to be able to win. And so hopefully hopefully that can happen. But I, if I was handicapping it right now, I would say that Carl Granderson is probably the starter. But you're going to see a lot of Peyton Turner reps. You're going to see... That rotation happened a lot. You're going to see a lot of NASCAR packages where the ends shift inside and the passing situations. They've been working on that a good bit this offseason. Um, and so, like, and, and again, I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily need Peyton Turner to start, but I do need him to get reps and to be available in big situations, particularly pass rush situations, um, because I think Carl Granderson is a better run player than Peyton is. So I'm okay with him being in there on early downs, but I want Peyton getting after the quarterback. Um, and so 
That's that's what I want to see in these first couple preseason games is, okay, let's see you in the backfield. Let's see you win some of these sets against the second stringers from the Chiefs, right? Yeah, the, the one thing, too, we're going to be looking for, I think, in this preseason game is, hello, Isaiah Foskey, where are you? Are, are you anywhere to be found? Um, it's It's been a rough go this early uh, on in training camp and you know it's almost like a joke now every day it's like you know did you write down Foskey's name at all nope right yeah, he's just just a non-factor right now and you know I haven't heard many people complaining about it because I don't think they even know like it's it, when you make mistakes and you and you screw up yeah. and you get kind of noticed he hasn't done that so I guess you could say that like you haven't noticed any major gaffes or blunders but that's really not what we're looking for right now. <laughs> we're looking for impact players. And yeah, he just hasn't, he hasn't been that. Um, but one, one more position battle we can get into. Actually, let's, let's talk about the two position battles that I think are pretty much settled right now. Okay. Will Lutz is your starting kicker. Um, <laughs> I like Blake Rippey looks great. Uh, he hit from 59 today. He went nine to 10, but he did miss the one, kind of pressure kick that he had, which which was the one that would have made Jameis Winston's two-minute drill look a lot better than it, than it was because it would have been the same result as Derek Carr's, even though his was a chip shot. But he missed that one. And that's not a good look when my biggest concern about moving on from Will for the sake of the young guy is I trust Will in pressure situations, and I don't know if I trust Blake in pressure situations. And he has the leg, but it's he doesn't have more leg than Will. I, we saw Will hit from 62 yesterday with room to spare outside. I watched Blake hit from 59 today, kind of limped over. He made it. It was a good kick. But it's like, where where is the difference being had there? And I don't know if it exists. I think Blake could be an NFL kicker. I just don't think he's going to be your starter for the Saints. No, I'm just hoping that all the other teams don't, you know, have a a bead on him and bring him in if they need a kicker. And it's someone that, you know, the doomsday scenario of uh, Lutz gets hurt and they can, you know, short list of names that groupies on that they can, they can pull him back in. But I definitely impressed with the kid because as you know, it's just so small in stature, but still able to generate those, you know, a decent amount of, uh, length on those kicks, but he, like you did, you said, he did pull up short in that. What was it, a 45 46 yarder? It wasn't short, uh, wide on that, but he was. Oh, he just cleared something though. He made another, it from 59, yeah, 59. He, it was just yeah. barely over, kind he of got deal. over. It was right. not over by a lot, but it got over. Um, and he missed wide right from 44. Um, this, these were indoors, yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I hope he doesn't get a job. If, if if the team shows up and wants to claim him, good for him. Like that's I don't think the Saints are going to try to hide him from the world because I I don't think Will Lutz is on his last legs either. Like there's a scenario where he kicks for four or five more seasons, and you're like, okay, well that that was a fun off season with Blake. Like it's like the 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 Ravens aren't disappointed that they still have Justin Tucker, right? Um, so I, I don't know. The other one is Blake Gillikin and Lou Headley, which. Uh, I still think is 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 a is a competition. Um, we haven't really seen a lot from Headley. He hasn't kicked a ton, and you've seen a couple days of of Blake Gillikin kicking well. I think that he probably has that job. We're gonna see in the preseason. I'd like to see Lou uh, Lou boom some kicks, 
but I think it's it's Blake's job to lose, and uh, and we'll see. But those those two position battles, I don't think are much of a battle. I it, 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 those guys would have had to really fall on their face, Blake and and Will, to turn that into something, and I, I don't see that happening. No, and, and you know you mentioned with Lutz, obviously he had an injury two years ago, uh, looked to be you know, back last season, but there were times we saw him struggle with the intermediate intermediate kicks. And yeah, obviously that's just, that's not acceptable no, no matter what. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and, and that's going to be something. He talked about that in the in his interview, uh, I think, yesterday. And yeah, he's aware of that. Uh, right. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> and and so, yeah, we'll see. Like, But, you know, it's not like you're talking about a structural problem. You're not talking about a, a length problem in terms of he's still got the leg. You can make it from 62 at any point. I'm not concerned about your leg strength. Um, and so that's what we have. But let's move on. So the, the, the last position battle we'll talk about is the biggest position battle that everyone's excited about, which is Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor. Both guys have been really fun to watch. Both have been very physical, especially in the 1v1 reps. Alante Taylor and Chris Olave have gone back and forth. What you can say is Chris Olave has made some really incredible catches. He had a really... Great highlight today going up over Alante. Basically caught it on top of his helmet. Um, he had a one-handed catch in 1v1s the other day. Alante Taylor actually had an interception on one of those reps. What I will say is even those two catches by Alave, Alante basically forced an incredible catch. And if you're a defensive back and the only catch that can beat you is a crazy one-handed grab or you know some insane contested catch, then you you at least can say you controlled that rep. And sometimes good offense beats good defense. But I think both guys have looked good. Adebo, I think, is still kind of the physical guy that you you see him hold up against a Mike Thomas a little better um, because he's just able to be more physical at the point of the, at the point of the catch. And you know maybe there's some there's some illegal contact happening. Maybe there's some pi happening. But that's that's going to be across the board. Um, and uh, you know I think it's going to go down to the to the preseason games. I think. You're going to see Marshawn in this first game, at least based on what Dennis Allen said. But then I think for uh, week two, week three, you're going to get, you know, Paulson on one side, Alante on the other, and you're going to kind of weigh what you see from them and go from there. I still, I'm still leading toward uh, Paulson. I haven't seen anything thus far that's going to change that for me. Um, but I, again, it's like you're looking at it and saying both of these guys could start and play well. And so you're not going to be upset if, you're you're starting the third year guy over the second year guy, and I'm sure there's going to obviously be op, uh, opportunities for them to be on the field together, kind of thing. But it's like, how do you keep everybody happy in that corner room? I, I mean, I, you're not guaranteed a starting job. Like they know this, and uh, you know, you say everybody, but you have three of the four on the field. So right, right. I mean, I I don't I don't think that that's that's something you're super concerned about, and. You know, we we all saw what happened last year. It like the odds that you even get through three weeks without at least one injury are slim, let alone go 
uh, the entire season without it. So like even if even even in game, like some guy gets rolled up on and suddenly you need a replacement, like you have to have that guy. And I don't think Alante is the type to sit in the corner and pout because he's not that guy. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. He'll have his time. He'll have his moment. But but again, you know, he hasn't lost that job. I, I think he could still go out and win that job. I just think he's, you know, Paulson is is, is slightly ahead. But, you know, they, they've both looked good. That's the thing. And, and I can't stress that enough is like you're, you're picking two good options. You're picking between two good options here. And uh, I think when you see Alante, there have been points where he gets lost in coverage a little bit. And and I think it's it's tough to gauge. It's tough because I think you're you're kind of working with new pieces and you're trying to trying to f- find your way. But there have been a couple times that you've seen him get kind of turned around. And and I don't know, like everyone has those moments. I think I think that's where I'm at with it. And I definitely want to see uh, obviously the takeaways, the interceptions from yeah. both of them instead of just passes defensed. You know, we want we need to see. Uh, holding in those interceptions and, and causing the turnover, please complete it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a single interception by either of them. I don't think I've seen an interception by Marshawn either. I think we've gotten interceptions by. Oh no, I'm sorry, we did get one from Alante in in the one v ones, but those are tough. Like I don't even consider those real interceptions for the quarterbacks either. Just the team like, drills, right? Yeah, because you know it's it's a lot easier to get an interception when you know the ball is coming. Yeah. Right, <laughs> like the ball has to come out, so it's kind of a like it's still a great play, and you give him credit for it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that's technically an interception because in a game you're not running a running a route or defending a route saying okay the ball's definitely coming, so when he comes out of his break I'm ready. Anyway, but yeah, we haven't seen that. You know the, the, that's that's something that concerned me last year and it still concerns me is like I don't see this team coming up with a ton of interceptions. And maybe it's good quarterback play, right? Like maybe you can say, well, Derek Carr has really protected the ball. But um, after last year and we saw the lack of turnovers, it's hard to, it's hard to, to lean on that as the, uh, as, as the culprit. No, even I forget who it was the other day. There was a tip ball, and once again it falls to the ground. Nobody even near it. And it's like, what the heck? Why can't we get any of these? And it seems like Taran Matthew might be the only dude that seems to be in place to get a tip ball interception. Everyone else doesn't seem to be there. I don't know. It's really frustrating because you kind of see it hanging up in the air and you figure someone's about to come in and snatch it and it just doesn't happen. Not like it's it's something that's constantly a factor, but it just seems if there is a tip ball, for the most part, I'll say like eight or eight out of ten times, the Saints ain't coming up with it. No, that that sounds that sounds fair. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I think Alante does a better job of setting up interceptions than Paulson. So if you're looking for for a a a point of difference between them, and and Alante didn't come down with them last year either, but he created the opportunities for them, and he drove on them, and he just couldn't corral them. One of them he did, and it was wiped out by a penalty that happened behind him that had nothing to do with the play. So like you can't put that on him. One of them he caught going out of bounds, and they caught they they overturned it on review, saying, you know, what is a catch, <laughs> whatever. No, but he did have those opportunities, and he created those opportunities. So you give him credit for that. Um, but yeah, I I think that's going to be something to watch. Both of those position battles are going to be fun to watch in the preseason 
and we're going to get into more about the preseason in the next episode of the week. I'm not going to do an episode where we kind of break down my whole roster projection because I'm going to redo it on Monday after the preseason game (laughs) and we can go through it then. But I would like to do a mailbag later this week. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe Thursday, the timing becomes difficult because don't they have a later practice or is that next week? No, I think that, yeah, that's next week. Yeah. That is next week. So maybe I'll be able to do a mailbag sometime Thursday afternoon. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. Um, That's going to wrap it up for us on this episode of Inside Black and Gold. Hope you learned something. It's hot. I'm sweating in my house. And uh, we're, we're going to keep this coming at you. The Saints are off on Tuesday, so there will be no Saints camp content, but I'll be able to at least catch up on some of these interviews that have been rolling in like hotcakes. Yeah, just to, to take a breather away. I mean, obviously, we're not going through it like these players are, but yeah, train, the, the grind of training camp continues for the media too. It's uh, just to to stay on top of, like you said, we get to talk to X amount of players every day and to sometimes you miss some of those nuggets and it, it's definitely worth going over it again. Yeah. Especially after being outside in the sun for an hour and then having to go inside and pretend to be coherent is not, uh, <laughs> and not, not thinking about lunch, <laughs> not my strong suit. Let's put it that way. It's not something I'm particularly good at. As you can probably tell, I'm like exhausted. Like I, I probably sound exhausted. <laughs> because i'm just like oh so frazzled but we'll get we'll get through it it's uh it's like this every year there's no light at the end of the tunnel as they say yeah that's a great dennis allen dennis allen line to really get you motivated just put your head down and grind right it is pitch black just keep walking (laughs) even though you don't know if it ever ends anyway that's uh words to live by but all right Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Inside Black and Gold. It's been fun. As always, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Him at Steve Geller WWL and on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. If you have anything you'd like us to talk about on the show, hit me up on Twitter. DMs are open. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Saints, Chiefs on Sunday. We'll have an episode later in the week getting a bit into more preview on that. I don't really care about the Chiefs, so I'm not going to spend one iota of time coming up with information to share with you about the Kansas City Chiefs preseason lineup. But so if you're looking for that podcast, go find it somewhere, somewhere else. else. <laughs> I uh, am I'm always excited, though, to be back in Dome Sweet Dome. I love the Superdome. Um, and even if it is just preseason, it is still football. Uh, guys are competing for jobs. So I am I am excited for it. As everyone, you know, usually complains, oh, preseason football stinks. I, I I still think it, it has value, obviously. Yeah, and I'll be on the sidelines, so that'll be fun. Always fun. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Who dat? Go Saints. Peace. See you in the dome. <laughs>